0: Good morning, Dan and Amy. Coming up uh, October 27th, I believe is the date. We've got a little annual (laughs) soiree called the Freedom Summit, do we not? We've got
1: a little shindig going down Saturday, October 27th at the Westin Chicago Northwest and Itasca. This year it's presented by Geiger Wealth Management, Chicago's retirement experts. And this year's keynote speakers include former Milwaukee County Sheriff David Clark, who we'll get to. Also, James O'Keefe from Project Veritas, our own Mike Gallagher. Also, Noah Rothman from Commentary Magazine and Kurt Schlichter from townhall.com will be there as well to get your tickets and you should get them cuz th- this event always sells out go to freedomsummitchicago.com that's freedomsummitchicago.com
0: all right and uh, there's you know, our plug <laughs> we've got uh, November 6 right around the corner it'll be you know with the 10 days of our freedom summit but uh, of course there's already an eye towards 2020 with all the the democrat aspirants You saw them on display during the Kavanaugh confirmation hearing, some of them. You've seen them on the campaign trail with their hysterics. Uh, You see them uh, running big banks, apparently. Uh, Jamie Dimon yesterday uh, uh, throwing his hat into the ring.
1: These comments came from a J.P. Morgan event. Uh, Mr. Dimon, who is always plain spoken and some say very outspoken, was making the comments to a moderator who asked him, Jamie, why don't you throw your uh, hat into the ring, meaning the run for the, uh, for the presidency. Here's what Mr. Diamond said, quote, I think I could beat Trump because I'm as tough as he is. I'm smarter than he is. I cannot beat the liberal side of the Democratic Party, end quote. And then he continued to say, uh, basically, he could punch me all he wants and it wouldn't work. He went on to say, and by the way, this wealthy New Yorker actually earned his money. It wasn't a gift from daddy.
0: Well, it was a gift from daddy, a daddy U.S. taxpayer. Not all of it, of course, but uh, Jamie Dimon, of course, uh, and his bank, as well as previous employers, uh, the recipient of federal largesse during difficult times, in addition to the uh, rent-seeking behavior that's conducted by big banks on Wall Street as a matter of daily business. So uh, being lectured by Jamie Dimon is not something I am particularly want to do, but it is uh, fun because I, I like these guys like Mark Cuban and Jamie Dimon who think because they're successful in one realm, they could be president of the United States or they can be successful in the political realm. The political graveyard.
1: Hey, he pl- oh, yeah.
0: Political graveyard is <laughs> replete With rich guys who thought because I was successful in business or another sector, entertainment, I will be successful in politics and I can beat somebody electorally. Graveyard is full of people who think that.
1: Well, Mark Cuban did play the president in Sharknado 3.
0: That is true.
1: Just I mean, that's where he got a little
0: taste of it. That's true. Um, No word on whether Ann Coulter will be his running mate. (laughs) For more on uh, 2018 and 2020, we're pleased to be joined again by David Clark, Former Milwaukee County Sheriff, retired. Now he's a senior advisor to America First Action Pack, which is a uh, pro-Trump super PAC. And he's going to be here in Chicago on October 27th, Itasca to be specific, as Amy mentioned, as part of the lineup for our Freedom Summit. Sheriff Clark, thanks for joining us again. Appreciate it.
2: Hey, it's a pleasure to be on with you, Dan and Amy.
0: So uh, give us your perspective now that you're in the uh, kind of uh, political operative space as an advisor to a PAC. What's your perspective on how the midterms will go and uh, how essentially the referendum on Trump that the midterm represents will go?
2: Sure. First, a couple of things on uh, what you were just talking about. Uh, A lot of people think that they can beat Trump. The problem is nobody has to date. So uh, it looks easy, but it's not. President Trump has. Um, just some outstanding instincts. And I'm not talking about political instincts, but he applies it to that. I don't see, I wouldn't put the two guys that you talked about. I would never use the word great instincts with those two individuals. They're successful in one end, like you say, but that doesn't necessarily transfer over. What a clown show put on by the Democrats at the (laughs) Kavanaugh hearing, you know, a time-honored tradition of of, uh, nominating somebody to the Supreme Court. You know, a very important thing under our constitutional process and people used it you know what a buffoon that uh cory booker is to, to stand up there and or sit up there i should say and uh with his antics so you know going into the midterm elections uh, you know i don't i don't really get into making predictions but it's all going to be about turnout you know i i remind people you know forget about what the pundits are saying forget about the polls Forget about how many yard signs you see, so on and so forth. We just have to drive turnout, and it has to be in very high numbers. So I'm traveling the country, and I'm looking forward to coming to the Freedom Summit on uh, October 27th uh, as one last chance before the November 6 election to rally the base, to energize the base, to help drive turnout. I think the president, the proof is in the pudding. When when you ask me about you know how he's how he's done leading into the midterms. He might not be on the ballot, but of course his agenda will be. So you know we're going to find out if, if the Trump supporters can rise up once again and push back, beat back this this leftist resistance so that uh, what he was elected to do by the Constitution can be carried out.
1: Are you going into any of the districts where the political candidate is not a supporter of President Trump's, although they're re- running on the Republican ballot?
2: No, because they don't show up at the stuff that I'm at. It's not that I don't show up at theirs, they don't show up when I'm there. Yeah. They know better than that. <laughs>
0: uh, I wanted to talk about an issue that we talked to you a lot about when you were Milwaukee County Sheriff, and your uh, expertise is still relevant, to, particularly for us in Chicago, and that's law enforcement. That was a significant part of President Trump's campaign in 2016. It seems to me in a lot of urban centers like Chicago, but not just Chicago, and with the issue of uh, uh, people in this country illegally who commit uh, acts of violence against other people in this country, uh, that uh, it it should still be something that we're attempting to address, uh, the uh, carnage on the streets that is so preventable.
2: Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, But, you know, there's there's some limitation anyway uh, from the feds. Uh, This crime and violence is a local issue. Now, what the locals have to do is um, count on, not count on, but ask for resources from the federal government to assist them in what is their responsibility. If they do not ask, it's uh, kind of difficult for the, the federal, the feds to come in and kind of take that stuff over you know, you don't need that kind of fight. So, so when, of course, so, so, uh, sorry, Lieutenant Eddie Johnson.
0: Yeah, sorry to interrupt, but ju- so, so when Chicago, when Rahm Emanuel declares Chicago a Trump free zone, that's not helpful to law enforcement.
2: Not at all. Um, you know, it, like you said, it's been one of the pillars of his campaign, uh, to restore order. You know, using the federal elite resources. You know, when requested to to help restore order, but they're resisting. Um, Rahm Emanuel declared Chicago a sanctuary city that relegates all of the residents and citizens of Chicago as second-class citizens. It means something to be a citizen in this country. It means that you get all the rights and privileges of the United States Constitution. And when Emanuel, who thank God, is not going to run, but when he extends that to people who are not citizens, then he dilutes the the meaning and the intent, intent of citizenship. But as sort the of crime and violence is going on in Chicago the great city of Chicago by the way, uh, I think it's really sad, but I have not seen a plan for, put forth by uh, Superintendent Johnson. I need to see an operational plan to regain control of the streets again the, the many of these neighborhoods and it's not all throughout Chicago, but you know if it's in one neighborhood it's too many for me uh, with the senseless carnage but
1: well their um, plan the, the criminal that.
2: element is in control.
1: Yeah. And the their plan criminal element is, to is to
2: in control contained. in too many neighborhoods.
1: Yeah. The, their plan is to keep it contained in those three districts. That's their sense of accomplishment. You know, as long as it doesn't spill over to, you know, yeah, well, rooms in the Gold Coast or apartments. <laughs> yeah. Well, or the, the mistake, the, the,
2: the mistake with that approach is violence is like water. It seeks its own level. It spreads. It'll find cracks. It'll find crevices. And, the violence will spread. And so it may be, might, they, they might think they're containing it in a couple of neighborhoods today on the West side and the South side, but before long uh, that stuff will spread outside. And it's happened in the city of Milwaukee where the crime is spreading to Milwaukee crime is spreading to suburban community, outlying suburb, suburban communities. So that's a failed strategy to think that. And it also says, Hey, it's okay for the people in these neighborhoods to have to put up with this stuff for them to get killed, for them to lose their lives. Cause it isn't all one gang member shooting another gang member. You have kids caught up in the crossfire. You have innocent victims caught up in the crossfire of this stuff. And so for someone to say, well, we're going to keep it contained. It's okay to happen over here. I think that is, that that's unbelievable. Yeah. Well,
0: we live in the land of disbelief here in Chicago. Um, as you travel the country, I wonder what you hear from Trump supporters in terms of any concerns they have or something they'd like to see the president do that they think would be most helpful. Is there anything you hear over and over again?
2: Well, yeah, and, you know, you get into some of these specific instances, like with the Mueller investigation, uh, you know, certain people believe that the president should end it and do that sort of thing. Those are political decisions uh, that have to be well thought out because there's going to be political fallout, even though he has the authority to do it. You want to do it wisely, and right now, uh, he's up to his eyeballs and alligators with um, many of these other things. So you know, that's something that down the road he obviously will take a look at. But what people are uh, are telling me, I mean, first of all, they're loving the fight that he's taken to the left. He's loving the fight that he's brought to that President Trump has brought to Washington, trying to drain the swamp. It's going to take a long time to do. It. It's not something that can be done in one election cycle. Um, so. I think in terms of are they satisfied with what he do, what he's done thus far, I think very. You look at the accomplishments, you look at the tax cuts, you look at small business growth, you look at a robust economy, uh, wage growth, you look at um, things like the um, uh, blue-collar job growth, you look at the unemployment going down, people getting off of food stamps and unemployment rolls and getting back into the the, uh, the job sector, and, and the proof, like I said, is in the pudding. And that's what people want. That's what they expect out of Washington, D.C., that they weren't getting before uh, Donald Trump got there. They just want results. They want something done. Donald Trump knows how to get stuff done, for heaven's sakes. We haven't had somebody in the White House uh, with that ability in a very long time.
0: All right. He is former Milwaukee County Sheriff David Clark. You can catch more of his Plain Spokenness on October 27th at the Freedom Summit in Itasca, one of our featured speakers. He's a senior advisor to America First Action Pack. And, of course, on October 27th, Cowboy Hats will be welcome. Yes. So, uh, David Clark, thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you on the 27th.
2: My my pleasure. Looking forward to it.
1: And we should also mention that Sheriff Clark will be signing copies of his book, Cop Under Fire. So if you want, you can get a chance to meet him and sign your book
0: cop under fire there you go all right thank you so much sheriff clark we appreciate it
1: and he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer